there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Jessica Yellen. Before we get into what you do every day at your incredible Instagram news platform, hashtag news, not noise, but it's at Jessica Yellen. So that's the way our viewers and listeners can search for it. For those who may not be familiar with news, not noise, and they've got to be living under a rock if they're not. But what inspired you, Jessica, to start news, not noise two years ago back in 2018? When I was in the news business and TV news at CNN, I always had this instinct that there was part of the audience we weren't speaking to, that I would spend as a political reporter the end of every election cycle chasing swing voters, often women. And in Washington, we had this point of view that they were disengaged. They weren't paying attention to the election because they didn't care about the news. And I was talking to them all the time and I was found that they cared enormously about what's happening in politics, policy and the news, but they weren't consuming it because something wasn't connecting. And my thesis was we're not speaking in a way they hear. And it turns out when you do research, a lot of the way we do the news shuts down learning in a part of the audience, especially women. The yelling, the punditry, the shouting, the hyper negative partisanship shuts down learning for a lot of people. So I thought, what if we did news differently where it wasn't all this negativity and anger and rage? And what if we explained things a little more? Could we onboard more people to consuming news? And I had this whole theory and everyone's like, well, that's great. But like, what are you going to actually do? And so a couple of my friends around the same time all said to me, pick up the phone and start explaining things. And it became a cacophony where like every day I would hear them judging me for not doing it today. And so finally, one day I picked up the phone and talked into my Instagram account, which at that point had like 408 friends following and told a news story. And that's how I started. And my whole MO was to take out the noise, which is what I'm calling that outrage jargon and focus more on explaining the thing without assuming the audience is dumb. Assume they're smart but they need a couple of terms defined and wrap it up so that they feel a sense of understanding. Now, I could hear having myself, having gotten that advice from friends or former colleagues and being so self-conscious and so nervous about putting out my opinion as Andrea Koppel without saying Andrea Koppel at, you right. know, that I, I know. would still be on the couch kind of stressing, micro analyzing myself. Did you at all feel silly or self-conscious when you made those first posts? Oh my God. I mean, the first person told me to do this in, I think it was like December of 2015. 
And I didn't do it till 2018. So yeah, there was a lot of agonizing and thinking I couldn't. My very first time, I had people who were calling me every day saying, you didn't do it today. You have to do it today. You didn't do it yesterday. You're doing it today. And then, and those nudges make a difference. So I'm forever grateful to those people. My first video I did in the backyard against a tree. And I think I was wearing some green dress. I'm not sure. But after I posted it, all my friends who had been urging me to do this, they were like so supportive and told me it was great. And then one after another, they're like, maybe you don't want to do it in a jungle. I wasn't sure. In Colombia, reporting <laughs> from the field, but maybe on your couch. So I was like, oh God, I want to die. Okay. I have done them outdoors before, but never with the jungle appearance in the background. Yes. I saw you do one in a car. You were like stunts yeah. in the backseat of a car. Before COVID, I would just do it. Like I did it in the subway in New York. Like that's the thing. Where we're telling the news doesn't matter. It's happening wherever you are. So I'm indifferent about like the background but it's very hard to get the right set. You know, you have to just set it up. Yeah. And you're in your living room right now. Is that right? I'm in like a separate room that I now use for this stuff. Okay. Like I set up for this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks, it looks great. Good. Didn't you go out and talk with some movers and shakers in the entertainment industry to kind of bounce this idea off of them? Did I read that or, or did I misunderstand it? Yes. So I'm from LA And I grew up around a lot of people who are in the entertainment industry. When I left CNN, I came home to L.A. And I was, as I was saying, like toying with this idea for a long time. So I took, you know, in L.A., you take meetings. I took meetings with TV executives and producers, and I pitched this idea. Like, there's a huge audience. They want news. They want it told without noise. What if we put together, you know, a program that blah. And everyone's like, what? It's interesting. What it started off with was total, we don't get it. Then it evolved to, oh, news will only come from comedians in the future. Then like this hyper dismissiveness of the audience and their interest in information, which has been consistent. And then it became, oh, it's too political. We can't touch that. And that is the dominant POV right now in this town, which is any, we can't touch the political stuff. It's too divisive, which I think is part of our problem in our culture, which is if everybody who has the means to really get media out there, thinks it's dangerous to touch real information, you have less real information being made and shared. And so we need to figure out ways to address that and either educate those decision makers to change their minds or find other means to help them change their minds. Well, I just checked your Instagram feed this morning. We're doing this interview on the 1st of September. And Jessica has a mind-blowing 329 thousand followers. And that includes celebrities like A-Rod, Amy Schumer, Christy Brinkley, Jessica Seinfeld. So I just want to go on (laughs) you, girlfriend, you know, so much for there not being an audience for what you want to do. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.